0: Bridge Toll, California. Customer Service Number. Highway Miles to the Gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's engagement? How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save the date? Use the IMAP to, to check list. email best on best other best email spots. clients. Identify That's fonts from where to find, find you were forced Welcome to the Voice. of Search Podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about SEO and PPC. Joining us is John Horn, who is the CEO of The Stub Group, which is a digital advertising agency, premier Google Ads partner, and ranked by Google in the top 1% of Google partners worldwide for performance and customer care. Stub Group is managing marketing for various companies in e-commerce, lead gen, B2B, B2C, local services, all bunch of stuff. Yesterday, John and I talked about the interaction of SEO and PPC, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about staying on the good side of Google. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with John Horn, the CEO of The Stub Group. John, welcome back to the Voices of Surge podcast.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having
0: me. excited to have you back on the show. You know, yesterday we talked about whether SEO and PPC are friends or foes, right? Should we be working together? Should we be fighting for resources? And really my answer is, depends on what type of business you're running. Sometimes PPC is the right answer. Sometimes it's SEO. It depends what stage of the business you're in. But often SEO is replacing the high volume efforts of PPC by creating content to lower your overall cost. That said, there is something that both channels have in common, and it's Google. We're both working to stay on the good side of Google. So from your perspective, being a PPC effort, what are some of the things that you think about when you want to stay on the good side of Google?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'd love to introduce you a little bit to the world of suspensions when it comes to Google. And specifically, since my experience is on the on the paid side of things, Google Ads account suspensions. This is a very challenging, frustrating, misunderstood world that most advertisers never think of or really realize exists until they get that what I call the red bar of death in their account. And then suddenly their life changes. And... I've literally seen businesses go under because they accidentally got themselves suspended by Google and couldn't figure how to get back online. Yeah, it's crushing. And, and you know, I've, I've talked with so many businesses reaching out to, uh, to my company for help saying, don't know what happened. Google won't tell us what happened. Google won't tell us how to fix it. I've got to do layoffs next week. If we don't start getting leads and orders back from Google, what do we do? And so I'm, I'm very passionate about this because this is something that we help a ton of clients with get it back on Google. But I would love to also prevent those suspensions from happening and help advertisers understand some of the, uh, the red flags and triggers that they can stay away from to stay on Google's good side.
0: It's a manual penalty of the performance marketing world. So tell me a little bit about what you see and what are some of the ways that Google can slap your hand and, and how do you get away from it?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So Google has a ton of policies that you're supposed to follow when it comes to advertising. And very few people actually read those policies when they go to advertise. So I'm going to walk through some of the the most common things that I see that cause suspensions that can be proactively fixed or, or not done. First of all, it's as simple as having appropriate policy pages on your website. Google expects you to have a privacy policy, terms and conditions policy. If you are an e-commerce website, you're expected to have policy pages that explain your refund and return policy, your shipping policy, what payment methods you accept, and so forth. And all that information is supposed to be clearly outlined and on separate policy pages that Google's robots can even see and pick up on. Because a lot of the suspensions that take place that we see, it's not somebody at Google looking at a website or an account and saying, oh, that's a problem, suspend it. It's the algorithm seeing or not seeing something they expect to see and then triggering a suspension. So that's a big deal. Another thing is people unknowingly or unthinkingly using redirects in their ads. So let's say, for example, maybe you're trying to use like a tiny URL to send people to a different place. Or it could be as simple as, hey, I just updated my website structure and we've got redirects from the previous landing pages to the old landing pages. Well, if you have a redirect in your Google ad, if you are sending traffic to one page and that's not the page that someone lands at, that can get you suspended. I've actually seen, and this is kind of crazy, I've seen a lot of situations where an advertiser has paused ads that they ran years ago in their Google ads account. And let's say they change their business domain name and they go to a new domain name. Well, I've seen Google crawl those old paused ads for a domain that now redirects to a new domain. And suspend that, that entire Google Ads account because of that. Yeah. Uh, even though the advertiser not putting any money or getting any impressions for those old ads that have a redirect. So another thing you want to do is keep your account clean. Get rid of old stuff that you don't need anymore. Anything that's paused in your account, any ads that are paused can still be crawled by the system and can still get you in trouble even though you're not actively advertising them?
0: Honestly, what's going through my head is the SEO team can really royally screw over the PPC team.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: By mismanaging redirects, by not informing the team what has been redirected, or doing things like mismanaging your robot.txt file or making it so your privacy policy can't be crawled. If you're redirecting pages or if you're not disclosing things to Google, it doesn't just have an effect on your SEO, it could really hurt your PPC team as well. Uh, are there any other ways that you've seen, common ways that you've seen Google AdWords accounts get suspended?
1: Yeah, I've seen things. So, For example, SEO teams uh, catching or seeing a lot of um, international traffic that's bot traffic or not valid traffic and using, let's say, a plugin like WordFence or something to prevent people from other countries from accessing the website or parts of the website. I've seen that call suspensions because what you're doing is you're also... Blocking Google's robots, which are typically foreign based, from getting to the website, and/or you're simply preventing people from other geographies from accessing your website, which is against Google's policies. So I've seen that be a problem, and you have to go in and fix those settings. You can do things like preventing that traffic from getting to, let's say, an admin page, if you're trying to prevent people from you know, doing uh, you know, forced entry into a WordPress login page, for example. But any regular content on the site, you know, home pages, policy pages, anything else like that. You've got to let everyone from any country crawl that. Otherwise, you could create a a suspension issue.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P R E V I S I B L E.io. So there's a myriad of ways that you can get in trouble with Google. Let's talk a little bit about the process for getting yourself out of hot water. What do you do when you see, as you mentioned, the red flag of death from Google and your account has been suspended?
1: First thing you do, do not start calling Google and yelling at them, which is what most people do. And that does not help your case, unfortunately. So here's how it works. There's an appeal process with Google where you have to submit an appeal through Google's process explaining, hey, here's what we do, here's what a business does here's what we think violated Google's policies, and here are all of the specific actions we've taken to fix that. Unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they fill out that appeal and they say, Google, I don't know what we did, we're not doing anything wrong, you know, tell me what's wrong. Google will not tell you what's wrong. They will deny that appeal, and you'll be in a worse place than you were before because now they've denied your appeal and it's harder to get them to review a second one. So what you want to do when you get suspended is put as much information together as possible, figure out as many possible issues that could be wrong with your website or your account and fix those things. And submit so a very detailed, orderly, respectful appeal to Google. Well, we have, you know, a lot of people, this is actually a, an area of expertise. We have a stub group. A lot of people will hire us to do this for them because we know what to look for. We know how Google expects to see appeals formatted, what documentation to send, etc. So sometimes people will say, hey, it's worth it to make sure we do this right and get this fixed and hire the experts to do it. Typically that's more after they've submitted four appeals on their own and they haven't gotten success, which unfortunately happens very often. But that's kind of the that's the process. Another thing you should not do is do not go and create a new Google Ads account. That's probably the most common thing I see advertisers do. They get an account suspended, especially maybe if they just created one. You know, maybe they've been doing SEO for a while. They want to get into PPC, they create a new account, it gets suspended immediately, which happens often. They just say, Oh, let's go create another account. That's also against Google's policies. When you go and create that new account, now it looks like you're trying to work around Google's system and Google really doesn't like you. And it's even harder to get that initial account unsuspended. So take your time, do it right, don't create new accounts. And if you have to, you know, look for an expert to, uh, to walk you through that process. Talk to me a little bit
0: about the timing when you have an uh, account suspended. Obviously, Google's a big company. They have a large staff, but I'm assuming it takes them a while They're not exactly like the IRS, but not far away to review your policies, respond. Uh, How quickly can you get your account back up and running once it's been suspended?
1: There are definitely some days where I think of the IRS as I work through Google systems. So here's what they... For anybody listening
0: internationally, the IRS is the... Internal Revenue Service here in the United States, it's who we pay our taxes to.
1: Sorry, go on. <laughs> exactly. So what Google says they'll do is they, they say they'll typically respond within three to five business days after the appeal is filed. Sometimes that happens. Say more often than not, you're looking at one to two weeks at least to get a response from Google. And... Often, that response is negative because a lot of appeals are not accepted when someone has a suspended account, especially if they're, they're not providing information, they don't know what they're doing. They're just asking Google to tell me what I've done wrong. Those get denied all the time. And then it's a process of continued appeals, pushbacks, you know, more information, more figuring things, what, what might have gone wrong. So when businesses come to us in this situation, they say, How long does it take? Typically, we say, Hey, you're looking at at least a four to six week process. For us to help you figure out what's going on, submit the appeals, work through declines, go back and forth with Google, and get you online, and that's kind of that's the expectation we set. I've had situations that have gone on for months and months and months as well, though. So that's that's less common, but that happens as well. So why
0: do you think Google? Like I'm, I'm going to ask you an impossible to answer question here. Why do you think Google's policy is to not? Clearly tell you why they've suspended your account, right? If this is something as simple as oops, I blocked the robot TXTs to my privacy policy, my SEO did it, I didn't realize it had happened, it was a mistake, we're sorry. Like, why don't they tell you what you did wrong so you could fix the problem?
1: I think there are a couple of reasons. Like you said, obviously, I don't know. Everything within the black box of Google. But what I've seen or or even learned from discussions with Google over the years is, A, Google does a really good job of keeping bad actors off the platform. And they do not want to give those bad actors a game plan of do exactly this, this, and this thing to try and get around the system. So I believe Google intentionally leaves a lot of things vague because they're trying to not spill their secret sauce about how they review things, which bad actors are then going to immediately jump on, copy and tweak to just get around the corner of the system. So I think that's part of it. And I think also, frankly, Google doesn't want liability. And if they tell you, here's exactly what you did wrong, and maybe Google's wrong, and you didn't actually do that, And now you say, Oh, I want to sue you, Google, because you lost me a ton of business. You prevented me from being able to advertise my business for something that I didn't actually do. They don't want that situation. So I also think that that liability is a big part of it. And then lastly, they're constantly changing their policies and systems and procedures and how they enforce things because they're just such a massive company. And there's only so much consistency you can have across such a massive company. And so sometimes the left hand doesn't even know what the right hand's doing. And maybe the policy says one thing, but the algorithm's looking for another thing. And so you also have that kind of gap between what's enforced and what the actual written out policy says.
0: So there's a little bit of CYA here for Google where, let's cover your ass for anybody listening at home that didn't understand, where Google is trying to protect themselves from legal liability, from admitting their own mistakes. But often it's trying to get away from telling people how they can get around the policies and the systems that they have in place. Last question I have for you. Obviously, you're an expert on dealing with suspended AdWords account or Google Ads account. What do you know about how Google's policy is the same or different for an AdWords account as opposed to Google applying a manual penalty to SEO? Do you think the process is the same? Have you ever run into companies that get suspended from both PPC and SEO? Talk to me about the difference and similarity between getting on the bad side of Google and how they handle it in both channels.
1: Yeah, in my experience, the processes are very different. I very rarely see a situation where I think it looks like Google's taking action against them on both the SEO and paid side of things. It's very common to see you know, advertisers suspended on the page side of things who so have got great SEO rankings. They've got GMB, you know, Google My Business pages that are doing fine, that have no issues, which often is why those advertisers are very frustrated. They're saying like, Google, why? <laughs> if we're so bad, how are we suddenly so bad on the page side and not the organic side? But yeah, typically, I think the the policies, teams are very different. The approaches, the algorithms, what they're looking for are very, very different between the page and organic side.
0: I think my big takeaway here is that we've seen similarities into how Google communicates across SEO, across PPC. Often they're not giving a lot of information about why you're in good standings or in not so good standings. But the impact of having, the impact of your performance marketing team getting in trouble doesn't necessarily impact your SEO performance, but we've seen that the flip side your SEO changes can dramatically impact the PPC team by getting their account suspended. So more reason to communicate with your brethren and sistren from across the aisle in the performance marketing group. You should always be telling them what you're doing, have them be, have them understand changes that you're making to the site, any pages that you're not crawling to make sure that you're not doing something that could potentially get their account suspended. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with John Horn, the CEO of Stub Group. If you'd like to get in touch with John, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is John Horn, S-G, J-O-H-N-H-O-R-N-S-G. Or you can visit his company's website, which is stubgroup.com, S-T-U-B group.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights.